Hello, and welcome to the Geekiest Podcast, where we sit around and talk to our friends about all things geeky, all the while giving each other geek points to determine who is the geekiest. Welcome to the Geekiest. I'm Joseph. My pronouns are he, him. And my name is Beth, and my pronouns are she, her. Welcome, Beth, to the Geekiest. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, a little, little different than usual. Uh, the other co-hosts uh, have had some some trying days lately, so uh, it's just me. Uh, but everybody is doing okay, so if you're worried about it, just... Uh, just folks needed a little time off, so I'm more than happy to uh, completely helm this. And I will do my very best to fill in any gaps. <laughs> Excellent. That is much appreciated. Um, so so Beth is better known as the Chalk Girl, um, <laughs> and I, I would suggest everybody go to adventuresofchalkgirl.com uh, to look at her work. Um, and and the story is interesting, but I have a feeling that there's way more to it than the than the three simple <laughs> paragraphs. So yeah, just a little more. <laughs> so so let's let's start. I mean, first of all, I want to say, looking at the artwork, uh, wow, just oh, thank you. <laughs> the, the realism, the uh, and 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 being that we just did an episode uh, two weeks ago where we covered campaign one of Critical Role, your mm -hmm. your 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 mighty nine uh, image is wow. Well, thank you. That is one of my proudest pieces. I am. I was so stoked to finally finish that one. It. It was a, a work of heart for sure. So, um, and I was so glad to like, when I started listening to your podcast to just like the first time the words critical role popped up, like my ears twitched a little and I was like, what? They listen, they listen to critical role. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. It's, um, <laughs> Kayla is a huge critter. Um, I, and, and Andy as well, uh, huge critter. Mm -hmm. I, I started, I tr I think out of like the three of us, I started to get into them first. Okay. And I, at the time I was working at a place where, and this was pre them putting out it as a podcast. So I'd have to have uh, YouTube up and okay. my bosses were not a real appreciative about having oh, one of my no. monitors. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so I, I kind of got, Hey Joe, can you, so I, I kind of fell off. Um, but lately I've been doing, I've been driving Uber Eats. Um, mm -hmm. so in the last four months, I went from like mid crag hammer, uh, episodes mm -hmm. through the entire first campaign, wow. including the Tox Machina episodes. And I'm on, oh a, my I, gosh. I'm on like episode 23 of, uh, the mighty nine campaign. So good for you. That's excellent. It is I, such, it's such great car car listenings it's so nice to have that on there absolutely absolutely um so you 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 I, on on here it says beth has been drawing since her mom placed a crayon in her hand um i'm gonna imagine your crayon drawings probably outclass my stick figures and sad picasso-esque jet planes 
You know, everybody goes for the the stick figure. Everybody says, "Oh, I can, I can barely, or I can't even draw a stick figure." Um, I mean, perhaps, but I too have. Uh, I still have drawings of like this amorphous blob with like spoons for feet and like the biggest <laughs> smile ever. Like it was just, I it was nothing special until like middle of grade school. Um, I just, it was just a constant for me. My mom was an artist, her dad and her uncle were artists. Uh, and I had two very athletic siblings that while they were on the field or on the court, I was on the sidelines and I always made sure to have paper and pencil or pen or crayons or markers or whatever I felt like. Um, and that was just, it was my constant. That was my thing. Really cool. Um, especially to be like that, you know, that self-motivated, uh, I know I, as a little kid, I had an older, I have an older brother who, uh, as of today of recording, uh, hey, Stephen, if you're listening, happy 50th, you're still, you're, you're the old man. Happy um, birthday. <laughs> uh, so when he was being the athletic one out on the, on the field, I was usually playing in dirt or, uh, mm -hmm. you know, getting in trouble on, on the playground nearby. So. Sounds like you were living life is what you were doing. <laughs> I, I was attempting it. However, <laughs> I am not graceful. Um, do, do, I don't know if, if they, you know, the merry-go-rounds that you push and run and jump on. Oh, I, I grew up with those. I'm not that young. I know okay. what I, <laughs> I know what those are and I know how dangerous they can be. Yeah. I, uh, I, I managed to not make the jump, got my foot caught in the gears and oh. tore uh, the growth plate in my right knee. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my While God. my brother was, you know, playing like little league football, whatever. And it was like, you know, they ran and grabbed my parents and, you know, at first they're like, you know, Oh, your knees all cut up. And then I went to walk and I was not walking. <gasps> so yeah. Oh my gosh. I not, I certainly not out trying to outdo that or anything but similarly i was at my brother's soccer practice and i decided to go up a slide the wrong way and it wasn't like your plastic curved slides like they have now it was like a metal sheet that had maybe four <laughs> inches on either side uh and i tripped and i i crushed my arm in the corner Oof. of the slide and then did like this beautiful spin on the way down and landed it on it again so oh. I broke I broke both bones in my right wrist uh, at a at a soccer practice. So we had mm. that in common. We, we were the the adventurous ones. <laughs> yeah. No. It. Uh, yeah. Oof. Those. I I saw a meme the other day and it was like you know about our those old metal slides. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I don't know if you've seen the 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 playgrounds now. Uh, we're we we are down in South Florida. Um, mm -hmm. so not only have they gotten rid of the metal slides, but now they have these like shade canopies over the playground equipment so that they don't get to be scorching hot way. Oh I'm my like, gosh. <laughs> I'm like, what, what? And then I figured it's because my generation has now become parents that we've decided that we're not going to burn our children. <laughs> I mean, I guess, but at the same time, like, come on, I, 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 you gotta, you gotta live life a little. 
that was that was the novelty of it like you don't know if you're gonna get static electricity you don't know if you're gonna burn the backs of your calves off like it's the adventure part of it that's true that's true and and i i haven't seen like those that the the metal geodesic dome uh jungle gym uh floating around there which inevitably included some kid falling inside of it oh my goodness those in like the wooden playgrounds seem to be mm-hmm. extinct. Like the completely wood castles that like had nooks and crannies that were no larger than a two-year-old. So like if you if you could go in it last week, but you couldn't go in it this week, you may be in trouble. Like you think you can make it in there, but yeah. you can't. <laughs> and, and and I was that kid because I was still the same kid who would get his head stuck in like the dining room chairs at my grandparents' uh-huh. house. Uh-huh. My head fit through that <laughs> slat last time I was here. I can get it in. Can't get it back out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did that with the banister uh, railings. Mm. Yep, definitely. So, um, so, so after playground art, uh, you you got more serious about and and studied. I would assume. A little bit. I did. I uh, I went to Columbia College in Chicago specifically, well, originally for film. I wanted to be a cinematographer. And then uh, that kind of quickly morphed as I found out that hours on, you know, a film set are just outrageous. And I very much cherish sleep. Um, mm. So I, I kind of said no to that. And I turned to animation. I was like, well, it's still film. But then I can add this concept of drawing to it or this aspect of drawing to it. Um, And that seemed really cool. Um, So I spent three years studying animation uh, and Pixar was the goal. Um, But then a trip to L.A. uh, my senior year, we did like a week session. We toured toured Disney, we toured Nickelodeon, we toured uh, Warner Brothers and a couple others. Um, and it was kind of a wake-up call. Um, there aren't a lot of 2D animation jobs in America anymore. They're all kind of outsourced to India or Korea. Um, mm-hmm. So all your favorite cartoons, they may be, um, like, the concepts may be developed here. And, uh, you know, the storyboards might be developed here. But all the actual animation is usually done overseas. So that kind of... I killed it, but it just was like, oh, well, I guess I need to find something else to focus on. <laughs> um, and in the meantime, I, uh, I this is kind of the birth of, of Chalk Girl. I, uh, I was bored one summer, and so I just kind of went out on my driveway, and, and I decided to draw the first Harry Potter book cover. Um, I, my mom was always kind of promoting that thing. She would come out there and draw with me. Um, but never anything that big until I until I did the Harry Potter book cover. Um, it rained a couple weeks later. I did a whole collage of Pixar characters, and then it wasn't until the year after that that I applied at my local theme park. And they, I was just trying to go for any job in the entertainment department, mm-hmm. um, and you know they actually had me like I was trying on. Um, fuzzy suits for characters i was auditioning as uh sylvester (laughs) i was i was doing all this other stuff i held so many jobs there but they had to hire me for something else because 
uh, they actually ended up making the job of, of a chalk artist. They didn't have it when they, like, they knew they wanted to hire me, but they didn't have that position at the time. So they hired me on as a, as a fuzzy character. And then I, uh, I found out later that they, they made it a position. They talked to corporate and they made a chalk artist position. Um, so I would draw one picture every day and then it would get washed down at the end of the night. And then I would go back the next day and draw another picture. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty crazy. It was five summers of doing just that on the 110 degree asphalt. Um, mm. but that's why I really honed like using chalk and how it blends and what kind of stuff to use with it. Um, that's where it all kind of came together as a, as a chalk, uh, career. When, when we first, when I let, when I kind of sent your, your website link to the rest of the co-hosts, their, uh, their words were, well, there's going to be a half hour of Joe talking about, talking with Beth about Chicago. Cause I went to, I, I did my, uh, uh, undergrad at DePaul. Okay. I was always wondering, listening to the podcast, I was like, he keeps saying Chicago. I was like, where did he go? <laughs> I went to DePaul. Uh, awesome. I, I, yeah. So, and, and I, as well. Uh, changed my 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 major direction from uh, I wanted to do uh, print journalism. Decided, you know, after my first year that uh, I I didn't want to constantly be broke. Um, yep. And yep. decided I was going to do broadcast journalism. Okay. Uh, and then just it that that never happened. So now I'm podcasting twenty something years later. So uh, it's it's the 20, 20, 20, 21 version of journalism, mm -hmm. though. For oh, real. Absolutely. And, and I think I may have mentioned this before. Or I've talked about this, I'm sure. I, I got later on when afterwards I, I got into uh, listening to Internet radio at the times so like the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I went back and got a degree in web uh, multimedia design. So web uh digital video and audio and i was like okay nice um and then worked for several years doing web pages and things but uh no i i this is so i, I completely understand like looking at the field you want to go and like oh that's that's different that's not gonna work i you know <laughs> sleep is important well, poverty is yes. uh, poverty is something i'm trying to avoid Yes. <laughs> um, and it's just like you don't when you're researching that field, you're always looking at the positives and how cool it would be to work in that field. You know, you're never looking at like, oh, well, that doesn't actually happen in my country anymore. <laughs> yeah. Or, or or wow, I'm going to have to move around, you know, for like the printer. I'm going to have to move around yeah. every couple of years. So, yeah. yeah. Holy cow. That's crazy. Yeah. So so uh, so 2010. You you started doing the the chalk artist and mm -hmm. uh, seems like that was you know other than the hundred and ten so is this the the park out in Gurney? Yes, it's um uh, one of the Six Flags parks. It's Six Flags yeah. Great America. I, I'm I'm familiar with that park. I had a lot of uh, friends in college, uh, and especially the music and theater departments. Mm -hmm. And like you know, around February or January, they would start with the applications to the parks for their summer gigs. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember one of my one of my friends who was like tech ended up like a ride operator for the summer. Mm -hmm. I cannot I like, tell you like how many different jobs I've held just in one department. Like there are definitely the folks that bounce from department to department, but like just in entertainment alone, you get to I mean, you learn a lot 
Um, but yeah, you, you end up doing things you didn't expect you'd be doing. <laughs> so, so other than the, the chalk drawing, what, uh, what was one of the jobs at, a, at the theme park that you enjoyed the most? Um, actually, I, after I was done with the chalk drawing, it, uh, they kind of do everything in the season. So chalk drawing was part of the summer session with, uh, it was called kid entertainment or streetmosphere at the time. Um, and as soon as that was done, they didn't want me to just leave. Um, and it was the very first year that their fright fest was happening in house. So pre 2010, they had outsourced it to another company who would bring in their own actors. They would do their own makeup, provide their own costumes, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but 2010 was the first year we were doing everything in house. So they said, can you do what you do on the ground on somebody's face? <laughs> and I, I was like, well, I, I suppose I could try. I had done a little bit of theater makeup in high school, but not enough to the point of like, like they were handing me prosthetic pieces and like paint this or apply this. And so I learned on the fly um, and that would turn into a 10 year career as a special effects makeup artist uh, at Six Flags. And that was probably one of the coolest like accidental trip into this job I could ever have. Oh, <clears throat> that, that is definitely very, <laughs> that's a nice happy accident. It was very, it was very cool. Like there was so much to learn. Um, I had like one of my favorite movies ever growing up was Pan's Labyrinth. And hmm. I like Doug Jones is just a walking, talking like miracle in, in the special effects makeup world. Um, and I was so inspired by that movie. And so that was a big part of why I was like, maybe can try out this makeup thing um and uh it just it it grew and grew and grew every year we started with five makeup artists in this tiny little like i mean not even the size it was probably like maybe 30 by 30 feet a little tiny room where over 100 characters would come in over the span of the day just to get their makeup done but then i just left in 2019 and Gosh, in one room, we had, I think, 20, 20 to 23 makeup artists, and we were doing seven-minute makeups for over 300 characters. So, like, I learned how to airbrush. I learned how to apply prosthetics. I learned, um, you know, a little bit of, like, special effects contacts and teeth and hands, and we also got to construct and sculpt and and make costumes and build things like it was just a whole nother part of of my career that i never ever thought would have happened that's really cool that um and I, I believe kayla and i are on record for our love of doug jones uh we we especially love his uh saru on uh star trek discovery okay. um especially the the this this most recent season when we actually we actually got to see him outside of makeup yeah it's so strange <laughs> yeah yeah uh but he like I, I i don't know just i i have this feeling that like he's probably very chill in you know in in the makeup chair because he's been doing it for so long and having mm -hmm. to be so covered um which i i guess that's a skill in and of itself of being okay with you know 
being completely masked by all that uh, prosthetic yeah. makeup and stuff. Well, Jim Carrey had help from like, I think it was a Navy SEAL or something that he went through like torture training for the Grinch. He oh, said wow. it was impossible to sit there for six to eight hours and just get this, like, it's really kind of semi suffocating or, mm -hmm. you know, very claustrophobic makeup put on. But I'm sure that Doug Jones has a, he's got a, a meditation or, you know, maybe he just, maybe he just loves the entire process and he's always fascinated. And, and I can just mm. imagine him like at the exact right moment, putting his hand up for when the artist needs to like flip it over and do the other side. Like, it's just so cool. He's a cool guy in person. I was really lucky to meet him. And um, if you ever get the chance, like, oh my gosh, he's such a wonderful guy. Put him on the list for when, when cons start going on and we can start visiting you taking part in them as part of a uh, uh, media we will he, he is definitely high on our list of folks to uh try to talk to because for sure yeah, there's, there's there's so many questions and and you know <laughs> um so which kind of transitions so you 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 go from working for at, at the theme parks for a while and then you start conventions <laughs> this is another great um uh if i if my life ever gets turned into to a comic series this will be a, a whole other section of the of the comic another issue um we i was also working at trader joe's there was one point in my life where i had like four jobs at one time uh i was working at trader joe's i was working at six flags i was uh nannying and then i was also starting my business but um <laughs> i saw I saw an ad for uh, the Heroes and Villains convention uh, that was coming to the Rosemont Convention Center uh, near me. And um, it was like kind of a new convention. Uh, it was certainly the first time that they were doing the Heroes and Villains, but it was connected to Walker Stalker, which had been around, I guess, mm -hmm. for a couple of years beforehand. Um, and so on a whim, I emailed them. And I had no idea what it took to to get into a convention. I had no idea that there were forms to fill out or things like to pay for. I didn't realize that's how it went down. But I emailed them and I said, hey, do you have any open spots? I think the convention was like a month out at that point. Um, okay. And they got back to me and they're like, yeah, actually, somebody just canceled. Do you want this corner spot for 100 bucks?" Which... Looking back at it now is probably the cheapest booth I've ever had, like a corner spot Abs for a hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a big one too. It was a 10 by 10. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Um, and so I continued to ask them questions. I was like, okay, well, I was, I was more hoping to be like a highlighted artist, which also I had no idea how these things worked. I didn't know that they usually contact artists. They'll put them in a special mm -hmm. spot. You know, I was thinking maybe I can be entertainment for people that are just even in a line. Like, you know, I can I can be something to watch. So I told them what I did and I was like, well, yeah, I figured out a way to make chalk portable. Um, and, you know, we'd love to to be part of this. And the person was like, chalk portable. OK, well, here's your spot. This is when to be there. You know, loaded is on this day. And I was like, sweet. OK, cool. I'm, I'll be there. Awesome. Um, I. <laughs> I immediately turn to my husband and I say, hey, we need to figure out how to make chalk portable because <laughs> I can't I can't just draw on their floor. Um, so we we went to this convention. I I literally carpet taped two pieces of canvas together and like maybe had a couple safety pins in there to make it as big as I needed it to be. Um, 
and I started drawing uh, the picture of Green Arrow that I have up on my website. And um, it was pretty big. It was like a nine by 10 piece of canvas that I had, I had created. Um, and people were starting to ask us questions that we had no idea what the answers would be. Like, they were like, well, what do you have to sell? And we were like, we don't have anything to sell. I'm just drawing. <laughs> um, <laughs> they would be like, well, how are you going to get it home? And my husband and I looked at each other and we were like, I don't know. <laughs> um, and it was just, it was a massive, like, baptism by fire learning experience for the weekend. Um, but the best part about that weekend was we made friends with our, our neighbor vendors and um, these guys are excellent. They have their own comic book series, um, a little plug for them. Their name is One More Round Entertainment. Um, but we made quick friends with them. And uh, one of the guys that's part of the group is is not quiet by any means. He is loud and proud. And um, since it was a smaller convention, the celebrities that were there did not have to go behind screens to get from point A of the convention to point Z of the convention. Mm -hmm. They could just kind of walk through Artist Alley. And at one point, Stephen Amell walked down the midway and the guy in the vendor booth, I was just drawing, the guy in the vendor booth next to me shouts out at Stephen. He's like, hey, they're drawing your face on the floor over here. And um, from what I understand, <laughs> from what I understand, um, he kind of, he had a little bit of a trail, a posse behind him of, you know, both guests and just his his crew. And he stopped and he like, he, I guess he did a double take. He stopped, he did a double take, but then he like came over and my husband got my attention and he kind of like nodded behind me and Stephen Amell was standing there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was so crazy. It was so amazing. It was so crazy. Um, but he's like, wow, that's, that's pretty cool. And I was embarrassed because I wasn't done. Like I, I only had half of it done. Um, but he's like, can I take a photo? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And again, not knowing anything, not knowing any like, like I'd never been to a convention before, not a comic convention anyway. So it was just like no idea how you're supposed to act or what you're supposed to say or anything. I was just like, can I be in the picture with you? And he's like, yeah, sure. So we took a halfway point photo and he asked when I would be done with it. And my goal for conventions is always to be done with the picture at the end of every day. So I do one picture a day. So I told him I'll be done around six o'clock. Um, and he said, oh, great. We're having, he has his whole wine thing, knocking point, And he was having like a, a little, he did a gala, like every Saturday night of the heroes and villains convention set. Um, so I was like, okay, cool. Awesome. Great. Um, he said he would come back and just say hi and see the final product and everything. Um, six o'clock rolls around and security is pushing everyone out of the convention hall and we noticed that they're setting up for this wine thing. Um, and so my husband goes over there and attempts to go find, like, Stephen's handler. But I think he found Stephen instead. <laughs> and he, like, after 15 minutes, I see him walking back. And he's got Stephen with him. And, um, I, I mean, to wrap it up, Stephen took a photo with it. I was in the picture. Stephen posted it to his Instagram and tagged me in the post. 
And my Instagram follower count went from about 75 to 1,500 overnight. And at that time, like, that was insane. That was absolutely insane. Um, It was, like, probably one of the biggest, coolest convention moments I've ever had. Um, And so, like, a week after this convention, my husband and I were just kind of staring at each other on the couch and we're like, do we... Do we try to make this a thing? Like, do we go forward with this? Do we try to make this a business? Like, how? I don't even. I don't know. Like, I don't know how this works. Um, but we both agreed. We. Uh, I. I have a lot of mental health challenges, and so I was very nervous about the whole thing. And I was like, it sounds very scary. And my husband said, well, anything that's worth it usually is. So we decided to make a business, and that's kind of how I did all the chalk stuff, or I started doing all the chalk stuff. It, first of all, uh, I've I've heard a lot of really cool things uh, about Stephen Amell, and you know his his just being there for fans uh, at at cons. So mm-hmm. that's really cool. Like I wow. Um, he he's so gracious like he's very intimidating and it it, it, I don't want to go as far as like resting bitch face but like he definitely has a demeanor of like mm -hmm. you do not want to screw with this guy he's taller than he seems in the show so um which is often not the case usually there people are shorter to me anyways um, but he's very tall. He's very intimidating. He's very muscular. Like, you just don't want to mess with this guy. But then he takes off his sweatshirt and he hands it to a kid waiting in line. Like, he was just so gracious for us that week. It was awesome. So so you start the business. <laughs> and, get, okay, so here's a question. So the, that first convention, you did Green Arrow and what was the, the, the other one you did that? Flash. Flash. Mm-hmm. So how did you get them home? <laughs> we um <laughs> we rolled them up. I uh, I quickly thought of the idea of just I needed something that wouldn't stick and wouldn't um like there would be no friction basically. And mm-hmm. so I thought of painter's plastic. I was like, okay, that's that seems pretty slippery. And if we just roll it around, you know, one side of the canvas, then when you're, or if we put it on one side of the canvas, as long as you're rolling it, it will never like touch itself. So we, I think we like made a sandwich with them and we layered them all and we did the layers of painter's plastic in between, rolled them up. Um, but it was still super like saggy. Like we put it over my husband's shoulder and over my shoulder and it was making like an M because it would bow in the middle and then (laughs) flop down on either side of our shoulders. Um, but we just carried it through the convention hall and into our little Mazda six and it was sticking through the trunk, through the back seat into the front seat. Um, it was great. It was great. (laughs) Yeah, there there's something to be said for the uh the DIY nature um uh, you know we we Kayla and I have uh we have a thrift store we never did we never did a convention but we've done a couple craft fairs and sure. it's that same weird okay how do we get everything there how do we set it up and mm-hmm. what are we bringing and, and how are we getting what we don't sell home well, and you guys probably have so many like weird shaped things. Like it's not like everything's consistently the same size or, you know, yeah. like Yeah, it's no. Crazy. It's, yeah, but it's uh 
it, it's 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 an interesting process. And like when you were saying you got a side, you know, you got a, a a corner a corner section. Like yeah, those are those are hard to come by. And uh, yeah. <laughs> so you guys make a business of this, and uh, I, I see you've moved to not just doing conventions, although sadly with everything that's been going on the last year, no conventions. Mm-mm. Um, so I, I see you've you've gone the route of uh streaming. Yeah, we are trying that out this year. It seems to be going okay. I'm still not one hundred percent comfortable with it. I'm not not a techie by any means. Um, but we are doing live drawings every Wednesday, with the exception of uh tomorrow. Tomorrow is our one Tuesday right now. Um, but every Wednesday, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, um, and we're theming each month this year. I needed something to keep me motivated, to keep me, you know, just like I wanted to aim for one picture a week. Uh, and the easiest way for me to kind of like ran instead of randomly picking just whatever every week I themed each month. Um, so this month currently is Avengers right now. And so I worked on... A little bit of Thor last week. Uh, tomorrow will be Vision, and then we've got Scarlet Witch, or no, Black Widow and Loki. Um, but then, like next month is musicals. So okay. we're just trying to cover a whole bunch of um, kind of gaps in our our portfolio that uh, people at conventions will ask for. Like Thor always got so many requests. Um, like uh, what else? There's something. There are a couple, I, I'm doing like a throwback month and I know that people are going to get excited for, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or um, like w- one of my most popular pictures is the Back to the Future picture. People just love the stuff that they either grew up with or, you know, that their parents really watched and really loved. Um, so that's kind of the method to the madness this year. That I mean, that's really cool. And uh, your your Twitch uh handle is i'm going to assume the chalk girl it is okay yeah uh yeah that i definitely would suggest folks check that out um you know and i'm sure you have vod for those who are hearing this on thursday who want to go back and watch and Mm -hmm. um we do have that we also like to just keep people entertained um I actually have a whole bunch of, of friends that act as a peanut gallery when we're recording and they are just, they're hilarious. And and my viewers that I've never even met will like message me and they'll be like, it's so much more exciting when your friends are there. Like, like sure, it's fun to watch me draw if you're an artist and whatnot, but um, they just have some great commentary. They have some great trivia questions. Uh, they keep it lively and fun. Um, but we also hand out uh I mean, we do a little bit of a raffle every week too. So if people are interested in in winning some cool things from um we've we've dedicated a sponsor to every month this year and that's everyone in my small business community. So last year, um my mentor donated um like four sets of either pictures or canvases that as long as you commented with the right word in the comments you mm-hmm. could win it like for free. So um, we're trying to promote other people too. It's not just about me up there and and just kind of help out the world a little bit <laughs> as we do our thing. That's that's excellent. Um, you know, we, Kayla and I, uh, 
I mean, that's one of the things with this show we love to get the, you know, the small business creators, you know, the, we've, we've had a few folks on who, you know, beyond, you know, oh, they, you know, they make, you know, video or audio content, but, you know, folks who are making things, you know, we, we want to get, we want to help highlight them as well. So we're, you know, it's right up our alley with, you know, helping out, you know, our, our fellow fellow small businesses especially in the uh somewhat rough times we've been dealing with uh absolutely absolutely and the crazy thing too is that like unless you hear about it directly you may not stumble onto these people's pages like it's not like you can walk by it in a store in your hometown sometimes Mm -hmm. or you know stumbling on that etsy is a lot harder than you think so hopefully getting the word out is um helping all the people that have helped me in the past yeah no i we uh, so, so Kayla, uh, if you're, you're, you're aware from our show, she's a, she's an upcycler at heart. Um, she started out, awesome. yeah, she started out with like taking, uh, upholstery, uh, samples that she got from a store that was going out of business and making, uh, rabbits and bunnies, uh, rabbits, bears and bunnies from it. Um, and so cool. it has, yeah, they it was really super cool. Like when we first got together, she had a bunch of, them. I was like, why are, why, why are you not making and selling these? Um, and <laughs> that's awesome. That sort of then, and then a friend of ours was doing like a, had a, a web hosting company and all of his old servers were sitting in his dining room and his wife was like, these have to go. We don't mm-hmm. use them. And he was like, anything you guys want from it. And Kayla opened up a hard drive and her mind, she looked and there's, the the actual discs the 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 drive discs she figured out how a way to make them into like a wind chime uh, oh the gosh. circuit boards she does all sorts of crazy things with the the little rings and and arms and things uh, she'll take out you know separate apart and then turn them into jewelry uh, another friend of ours um, she works for a company that does uh, point of sale systems and when those chips burn out. She yeah. goes and she'll go and collect them. And she called us up the one day. She's like, I've got multiple types of chips. You know, do you guys want them? Otherwise, you know, they're just going to go, you know, go into, I guess they do some, some reclamation from the, the, the metals in them. Otherwise it's going, you know, it's going into garbage. And Cause I might have a couple for you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, she, we turned them into pendants um, and earrings and, uh, she she does amazing things. Uh, Love you know, it. Just, yeah, she's just and then uh, so then we've all, we often mention our thrift store on here. Oh, I was even during the day is empty, mm-hmm. and you know your choices are call it a day or you have to borrow from tomorrow. Um, and then the other side of this equation is you never know how many spoons you're going to start the day with. Yeah. Um, so we got all these spoons in. And we had been talking about different ideas for like what we could do with like this just bulk of flatware that we got in. And she took them and like bent the, bent the heads of them to make them like a pendant. And, you know, for when you need an extra spoon. Oh my God. That's so amazing. I literally said these words to my husband this morning. I said, I wish I could wake up every day with 50 spoons. 
But recently, it's like I wake up with nine. Like, it's just, mm -hmm. I'm so glad you brought this up. This is so cool. Um, everybody that's that's dealing with mental health or chronic illness stuff out there, you, for me anyways, you are seen and you are heard. And I hope you're having a great day. So, um, yeah. and, and And from, you know, on behalf of Kayla and I, uh, this, you know, we, 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 we offer the same, you know, we both deal with things and we totally understand when you wake up and getting up and taking care of your, your minimum basic needs is the best you can do. Then you did your best. Absolutely. And nobody can ask you for more than your best. Yep. So you, you mentioned Etsy. So, so you, you figured out a way to sell things. I did. Um, we basically just take photographs of the final product, um, most of which are four feet by six feet to start off with, um, especially everything that we're doing this year. We've been working on sealing all of our art so that we can actually start selling the originals. Um, but yeah, everything is photographed. I do a little bit of Photoshop magic just to get rid of any grid lines or mm. crazy smudges or whatever. And then I send uh, the digital, fi digital file off to a printer um, and we order prints, uh, supporting another small business. And uh, we make other things too, like pins. And I have a metal printer and a sublimation printer, I guess. Um, but yeah, we try to do all sorts of things that fit the bill. We're playing around with some lenticular fun things right now, which I'm very excited about. Um, but yeah, we managed to make an Etsy store. <laughs> That is very cool. And mm -hmm. yeah, we, we, we perused the Etsy store uh, as part of our, you know, doing a little background research. And wow, just the, the, the breadth and, 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 you know, just you cover so much of, you know, geek culture stuff. Uh, it, it's, it's quite amazing. Um, I think my, my favorites, uh, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. So the, your Star Wars prints, um, mm -hmm. especially with Han, Leia, and Luke, and kind of the progression of you know the actors as they've matured mm -hmm. is is quite stunning. Um, Thank you. Um, that Leia, the Leia one was the first one that I did, and it was right after Carrie Fisher passed, and I I couldn't choose just one. Um, I unfortunately I always feel like I miss the train on certain trends or like it just wasn't my generation for them. Um, so I did not grow up with the original Star Wars. I, 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 my parents weren't really into them. I had an aunt that was incredibly into them, but um, it's not like I grew up with them uh, in my house or anything. So I actually didn't see all of them until I binge watched the first six to see the seventh, to see Force Awakens. Mm -hmm. Um, so like the elderly version of Carrie was like my first version of Carrie. And I know that's a lot of people out there are going to groan. Um, but like, I, I mean, obviously you wouldn't get to that version without the other versions as well. So, um, had to make sure that I hit every generation and just to, I don't know, to cover all the basics. Um, but yeah, that one was super inspired, um, Actually, by Kevin Smith's uh, little eulogy to her, I listened to a lot of his podcasts oh, yeah. and um, just like she was not um, again, she wasn't like in my in my house growing up that much. But um, an entire, you know, millions of people are just 
in love with her and and so i had to do something for that yeah it's beautiful um and and definitely would recommend folks check out your etsy site uh and 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 take a look at it uh and and i know some folks will say you know when you when it comes down to it you know uh princess leia the general uh it's a pretty strong powerful image of you know of of what a woman can become uh mm-hmm. you know she's in charge and you know i don't know i i when uh i, I think in force awakens the the max sidal character is like you know you call her general but she'll always be the princess to me and it's like mm-hmm. as much as i love that line <clears throat> i loved her as being in charge yeah absolutely um, i think i think she just she had a um sorry to drop um, no, no, no. I think she just uh, had so much more of a weight on her shoulders in those movies. And so it was a little bit more um, of a sympathetic role rather than like, I want to be, I mean, anyone would, would give a lot to be by her side fighting, but like she has the weight of a nation or worlds on her shoulders, I feel in those mm-hmm. last movies. Um, so that was just very, um, I don't know. It hits you. It hits you hard. <laughs> yeah, it, it's such, uh, and and especially when like uh, getting into uh, Rise of Skywalker. Like, not only is she leading this resistance, but she's also, you know, you come to find out, you know, through the novelizations, she's been training Ray as well. You know, mm-hmm. something that you know was never her path. You know that 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 was what Luke was doing. You know, yeah. so she just, yeah, she encapsulates so much taking on so much responsibility you know not just you know being responsible for leading this resistance but also keeping the 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 jedi tradition alive mm-hmm. uh, and, and i was i was so glad they were able to do uh you know use footage and digital trickery yeah. and whatnot to yeah do that uh you, but you got i mean just i'm looking at the work and it is stunning and so th- you really uh, you really hit a very realistic look. I try. I think that's like one of those things I've always strived for. Um, like my mom can draw a lot just out of her head, but I very much need a reference. And if it is not on par with the reference that I have, I'm not happy with it. So, I mean, a level of perfectionism goes into that, but um, I don't know. I just, I think it's, it's kind of what I was called to do. I just tried to make it as as close to what you see on screen because that's what a lot of us fall in love with first. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's my goal is to to make it perfect like that. It's I you you are definitely uh, from what I'm seeing you are you're hitting that goal. Uh, and it, you know I I love uh, and we go on your website. There are shots of you with um, you know several of the subjects of your your work what what's what's that feeling like (laughs) um i i think one of my friends who has witnessed me you know meet someone with the picture and everything she's like you're so cool calm and collected when you're talking to them but right as they leave you just turn into this like seven-year-old girl (laughs) it's like it's so true (laughs) um I, it's, it's so, I mean, we do that kind of on purpose. We, if we're going to a convention and we know that celebrity guests are going to be there, we know that a lot of the, you know, civilian guests that come to the convention are there to see them. 
Um, and so why not connect with a guest on another level? And then later on, if they love that character so much, they can then buy the picture they saw me drawing in person, which adds a whole nother level of it, like you saw it being made. So, um, you know, like we, I try to aim for that as long as I know the subject matter. Um, there's only a couple of times where I drew a celebrity and didn't really have any idea um, of of what their character was all about but that's when I turn to my friends and I'm like hey you know what's their what's their not cliche but what's their iconic pose or what's you know what's something they always what's their weapon of choice kind of deal um but it is it is the highest form if you were to ask me my love language it's definitely gift giving um (laughs) and I it is the easiest way and I think a rather unique way for me to just look at them and say thank you. Um, there are so many stories, so many movies, so many like clans of of families that you see in these shows. And for the longest time, like all I would tell myself is like, I just want to be part of that family. Like I just want to be part of the family on the serenity. I just want to be part of Harry Potter's trio. Like, like you just want to be part of that. So being able to, to draw something, especially if the celebrities aren't artists, like it's Mm -hmm. kind of fun to hear them. Like, I can't even draw a stick figure wrapping it way back to what we said at the beginning of the podcast. (laughs) Um, It's, it's just very cool to, to be able to say thank you in person um, to show them, like, I am, you know, I'm more than willing to dedicate this time to making something that, hey, if it makes you smile, like, for a hot sec, and you know that there's somebody in your fan base that is willing to do this, like, and just appreciate everything that you did, all the hours you spent, all the makeup you put on, like, all that stuff, like, I, this is the best way that I can show that I appreciate that. So, just being able to hand that over to them and say thank you is a huge honor. Um, and like more often than not, they are so like they are the ones that instigate the photo. <laughs> there's um, <laughs> there's a picture of of me and Michael Rooker, and he like he heard about the picture. Uh, he was signing autographs, so I kind of laid it out right next to his booth. And when he was done signing, he came over and he immediately grabbed one of the staff from the convention. He's like, you need to get a ladder. And the guy was like, what? And he's like, we need a picture from up high. Like, you need to go get a ladder. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, like that wasn't my intention. Like, I just I just wanted to say, hey, like, this is what I do. But he's like, no, we need to get a good picture of this. He was the one that got down on the ground. You can see that we're both kind of like laying Mm -hmm. on the ground next to it. Um, he was the one that like got down and just kind of hung out and um, they are so, so cool to interact with. Um, you know, I wish every person that goes to a convention could get to meet, you know, their favorite celebrity there. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's a really great feeling. Uh, sorry for that long tangent, but like, no, that's, so yeah, no, I, that, I, I would rather hear a long tangent about how cool they are than, you know the horror stories that that sometimes happen <laughs> um our co-host andy uh, a couple years back um uh matt mercer was down here <laughs> and um andy andy painted a mini to oh yeah 
Yeah. And he gave it to, you know, he went, he, first of all, for the, if you didn't hear the, the, the story on our, our Geeks Machina episode a couple of weeks ago, go listen to it. Andy tells it much better than I will. But basically, uh, Andy from time to time has to use a, a wheelchair for, for mobility issues. So he, Matt instructed the, the crew, you know, the staff to like, hey, can we get some other folks up here? You know, folks who are, you know, who, who, couldn't be in line at like four o'clock in the morning or whatever it was when the line formed. So Andy gets up there and gives him the mini. And he, you know, as he tells the story, Matt like was dumbstruck by this mini and just loved it and reaches across the table and gives Andy a big hug. Oh, um, so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, and I, I, again, not trying, not at all trying to top that story, but in the Leo of Matt being an amazing human being, um, when I posted the the video of my time lapse of the drawing that I did, um, I again I wasn't done with it yet. I posted I posted a, a part way photo and then I posted the finished thing, and he he commented on both, and I was like, Matt, you're not supposed to see it yet. It's not done. <laughs> Don't look at it. <laughs> Um, but when I did finish it, it just all caps. This is incredible. And like for a guy, he just goes out of his way to make people feel appreciated. And I don't know if there's a worthier human being on the planet than Matthew Mercer. Yeah, no, that's, it's, it's, I, I, I'm, I'm always touched not only by, uh, what he does. Cause like later that convention, someone came with a parrot and, uh, yeah. you know, he, he was, you know, touched by that, but then. You know, it's it's so like, you know, listening to the episodes and things and it's like when they do the live episodes from conventions, I can imagine him, you know, imagine that feeling looking out at, you know, a thousand, two thousand, three thousand people, however many people and just that feeling of people are coming to watch our, you know, watch us play D&D. How did this happen? He always yeah. sounds so awestruck by it and i love that mm -hmm. and it's and it's and it's not something that you can fake you know that no that... he needs to teach a course in humility to like mm -hmm. the rest of the celebrity world um mm -hmm. oh my god i like i i almost want to ask him like should i ever meet him like i how do you <laughs> like how do you stay i granted he's he's met with so many new things and and i i don't even think i could like like you can't even fathom what that's like and it's happening to him. And apparently in the moment he can't fathom it either. No, um, no. And that's no. the beautiful part. That that to me is yeah. the beautiful part about him. Uh and we will form our Matt Mercer fan club. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but no, it's you know, I, I and, and it but it sounds like you, you know, Michael Rooker is in that same that same that oh, same yeah. class and and uh Stephen Amell with, you know, I mean it's good to hear, like I was saying, it's good to hear those positive, you know, people yeah. recognizing that we love what they do so much that we will talk about them. We will post about them. We will dedicate mm -hmm. 12 hours or more to creating chalk drawings of it. Yeah, absolutely. And like just seeing, like you could tell, you can tell at the end of the day, some of these celebrities are just wiped. like. How many, how many flashes have been in your eyes from cameras? Mm -hmm. How many times have you had to, 
like smile your best smile, you know, to do all this stuff to get even the people that go in line and like criticize something or ask, you know, a ridiculous question. Like at the end of the day, they probably just want to go back to their hotel and, and just sleep. Um, and I could like, you can see that on some of them and, and Stephen and Mel, I could tell like he was tired when he came over to take the picture, but he still did it. He still said, thank you. He still made the post. He made sure that he got my name, right? Like all of these amazing things. And you just hope that should you ever get to a level like that, that you remember to be a human being, like at the mm. end of the day, a good human being. Uh, I, I, yes, <laughs> there's nothing more I can add to that other than yes, that's, um, so you've been doing Twitch. You're also, I see you, you, you're on TikTok as well. Yeah, we jumped into that this year too, just to see what that would be like. Um, you know, people are, are earning money doing some pretty crazy dances. I figured maybe I can connect with some people with my drawings some way, somehow. Um, so yeah, it was just kind of a fun little... I'm already addicted to just watching videos and learning things from TikTok. I absolutely love learning, like, hacks and, and mm -hmm. you know, just... Um, or facts that I didn't know, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I enjoy connecting with folks. I've made quite a few art friends on there since I started doing the lives. Um, it's very easy to go live on TikTok for longer than an hour. Like Instagram um, restricts you to an hour. I don't think Facebook does at all, but um, just like some of these other platforms, I should, I guess I should go longer on Twitch. Um, but yeah, just, just talking to people on TikTok has been really cool. Um, I mean, a couple of our videos went like, they got a, a couple thousand people that, that appreciated them. So um, it's always fun. It's just, it's, it's fun to, to show off a little bit, I guess, and to just share your stuff with the world. No, that is, uh, uh, Kayla has started doing a little TikTok for, um, for our thrift store. Uh, nice. Her, her most recent one was we had, uh, we had an iguana, uh, run, come into the store, um, and what? we were unable. So South, South oh, Florida. Oh, because of Florida. Because <laughs> of Florida. Because yeah. of Florida. Like... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> we have we have a, a, a large number of green iguanas. Uh, they are an invasive species, but um, so one came in the front door uh, as as she was had customers, and you know once she was able to get customers out, she we she tried to find it. We tried to find it, um, and for three weeks it eluded us. Oh my god. So then uh, last week, like middle of last week, I want to say when she, she came into the store and uh, there, there she was uh, kind of out in the open. And uh, so, so Kayla did a, a TikTok of when she, of finding her and, and then re relocating her outside the, outside the shop. And uh, yeah, so that's, that's some good South Florida for you it's uh holy cow that would be like if like i mean although you, i guess you do kind of see these videos on on the internet mm -hmm. of like just a raccoon coming into your house or like yeah like yeah we've got raccoon and deer and beavers up here so i guess the equivalent down there would be an iguana <laughs> iguanas and i mean some raccoons too but uh, iguanas and probably possums i i everybody down okay. here has at least one 
you know, going out onto your back porch or patio or whatever and finding a possum just wandering around or, you know, coming into the patio, to, you know, for like folks who have like outside cats, like they will come in and eat some of the cat food. Yeah. Yep. Hi, guys. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, I I love them, though. I love the. I mean, the iguanas I love, uh, they, they just, other than they knock they knock my avocados off the avocado tree we have in the backyard. Oh. But uh, you know, they're they're just doing their climbing thing. Uh, but but possums just they always have this look of, you know, when you find them, like, "Oh, I'm I'm not supposed to be here." Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll just I'll just go. Okay. Uh, where That's raccoons awesome. are where raccoons are more like, "We're going to take stuff first. Mhm. <laughs> Never Don't have... be suspicious. Don't be yeah. suspicious. Absolutely. Just <laughs> shh, let it happen. Yeah. We're gonna take yeah. stuff. You never yeah, we saw have, um, me. Yeah. We we we're we're on a canal and uh across the canal uh there's a small stand of trees and every so often you you look across and you see the raccoons and I think they're trying to figure out how to get across the canal. Learning to pole vault? That that might be that or um for a while, I was scared because there was like an old, uh, old one of those, uh, not quite like a one of those bumpers that people will put on their boats, like the inflated bumper oh, things. Okay, yeah. So I was waiting for them to like tree limb and get on a bumper and just kind of <laughs> pull across the canal. And then three of them um, stack on top of each other and put on a swimsuit, and you'll never know the difference. Exactly. They will be like, "Hey, we we were using the pool." Of yeah, course just floating down the lazy river mm -hmm. on this this inflatable boat thing. Yep, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it's, and for a while we thought we had a peacock across because Florida, South Florida. Um, oh my gosh! It didn't turn out to be a peacock. Uh, sounded similar, but it was some sort of crane or something. But there are neighborhoods down here that actually have peacocks. Wow. Yeah, and mm -hmm. I think we. Well, I think I think we even mentioned uh, we have a storage facility because of the store. And the one day we were going to visit and there was a, uh, a I think it was a macaque monkey sitting outside of it. Oh, my gosh. You just have a menagerie. Yeah. Well, people get weird, but it was that one where our where our shop, where the storage is. There used to be a uh, like a little theme park zoo that oh, okay. went out of business. And uh no, instead of handling things properly, someone just opened gates. Oh, boy. Yep. Well, I'm glad that the iguana got out of the store safely. I am, too. We were getting worried because, like, we tried, like, uh, one of the things with, like, you know, the store is air-conditioned, and we were, we were worried that it would get too cold for it. So we tried to oh, set up, like, yeah. a heat try to set up, like a heat trap, and we set out, uh, you know, some chopped up bananas and some water, and we were getting a little worried. Well, it sounds like everything turned out okay. Yes. Okay. Definitely. Good. So good, good, good. So so no conventions for this year. Correct. We uh we decided that with everything going on, we would not do any this year, with the exception that um there's one convention that they were gracious enough to push forward to twenty twenty one, but I think that's all they said they would do. So um we tried to get it pushed forward again, not gonna happen. But we may 
go and so we we purchased two booths um but we might give one to my uh sister-in-law who has her own business so um so a i wouldn't have to bring usually i have to bring like a small you know posse of people to help with everything <laughs> selling because i tend i mean if i'm drawing at the convention i cannot draw and sell everything at the same time and i feel bad if it's just my husband so usually another family member or a friend will come with um but in this case, if it's just the the two of us and we're right next to each other, and if I'm not drawing, then we should be able to do any uh, just a weekend uh, as long as we're safe and and take the right precautions. Um, luckily, I have had both vaccinations, um, and so that makes me feel a slightest bit better. Mm. Um, but yeah, we are we are waiting uh, and hoping and um, just excited to see what happens in 2022 we we are too um we were for the the actual play podcast that we do we were invited last for last year to do a uh, convention in philadelphia um, that the nerdarchy folks were putting on and awesome. yeah and like the day like the day i sent like the email back um to them to like hey we're you know we're willing to do panels or run games or whatever uh the point of contact person was James Intercasso, um, which that was just like I was beside myself with the whole I'm I'm emailing with James Intercasso, whose own podcast I have listened to for years and, you know, love the work he did with D&D. And um, I was going to say that name sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he uh, he's helped out on several of the most recent D&D pod uh, D&D products that came out. Uh, he's now working with Matt Colville uh, on okay. their their publication uh but he was one of the people that worked with uh matt mercer on the wild mount guide right right so okay. yeah <clears throat> yeah so it's so like I'm, I'm emailing him and i'm like I'm, I'm emailing a guy whose podcast i've you know i've listened to him off of like several networks and and so that it was like he was emailing he's like hey you know abundance of caution they're gonna push back you know the convention is gonna get pushed back a year um haven't heard anything i don't think they're going to be doing it this year either but yeah we were we were looking for that and then as the geekiest was getting going we were kind of hoping to be able to start doing more but not until we're not until we're all comfortable going out and doing things um like you i've got i, I got the second vaccine last week um so you know another week and i'm technically fully vaccinated but you know Beautiful. yeah and i, I Kayla's going for hers soon, and I know like Will's gotten his, so like we're ready. Yeah, it's just it's still a little scary. Definitely, and I even I have some friends that are doing like outdoor events this year, and I thought about it, but I you know there's always going to be some folks that just hate to say it this way, but there are going to be some folks that ruin it. Like, and mm -hmm. and I don't want to risk that. I my mom lives with my husband and I right now. And like, I have other family members that are immunocompromised and friends that are immunocompromised. So there's just no, no point in risking it. Um, and I definitely, I would feel so, I would feel so sick if I got somebody else, if, if I carried it over to somebody else. So, um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna wait. We're gonna see, and you know what? It will happen one day, and we will mm -hmm. get there. It might happen slowly, but um, I cannot wait. Hopefully, I mean, I typically stay in the Midwest, but it would be so fun to to get down by you guys and uh, and a to see you guys in person uh, <laughs> and see the store. Um, mm -hmm. But we just haven't been down there for a convention yet. 
Well, we I believe we still have Supercon down here whenever they do, they're going to do that in person again. Um, so that's that's a pretty big one. Um, and and I, I would imagine uh, Kayla has a running list of our guests who when when as Kayla would say, when the world's no longer on fire, mm-hmm. uh, we, we all have to get together and, you know, take a picture and, and hugs and, and all that stuff that people are comfortable with. Um, so we, we can yeah. celebrate having gotten through. Uh, a pretty tough time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can't wait. So uh, you you do cover a lot of different uh a lot of different characters. Um mm-hmm. is there what is there one that is particularly like a standout to you? Like I don't want to say like what's your favorite like what, what what's your fa- favorite fandom, but what's your favorite fandom? <laughs> um well, so like I was saying earlier, I think that in every stage of my life, there's been, you know, that one, that one group that you're just like, if I could just jump into this world, or if I could be mm-hmm. friends with these main characters or whatever. And again, I always feel like I miss the boat. Like I was, well, obviously I was not around for the golden age of comics, or I was not around the release, the first releases of Star Wars, stuff like that. Um, but I am a... Harry Potter generation kid like that was the first I think it was like the first set of you know um, multi-book series that weren't like you know Captain Underpants or something else which is still great Mm -hmm. but um, it was the first like a little more advanced book series and then I mean you'll hear so many folks say it's the it's you know, the best book series in the world. Well, how do you find anything else when you're 14? And like, it's not mm-hmm. as good as Harry Potter. Um, so I grew up with Harry Potter. Uh, and that's a huge thing. I, I mean, currently, like, I wish I could have gotten into D&D long ago. I take back every single thing I said as a younger kid being like, it's so nerdy or it's so weird. Like, I take back all of that. And, 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 um, like critical role is my jam now. Just um, I'll talk to anybody about it. <laughs> um, but in addition to all that, like musicals were the thing that in addition to art, like music and musical theater was my constant. So you won't see it on my Etsy because I got a cease and desist, but I do have a Hamilton picture. Um, and um, I, from that pers- perfection aspect, it I think I drew and erased Lin Manuel's face like six or seven times because it wasn't right. <laughs> um, but finally getting it was was amazing. So um, I I mean you say what's your favorite fandom? But um, I mean <laughs> musicals, uh, musicals for sure. Harry mm-hmm. Potter for sure. Um, I uh is it is it you or Will that says your future friend Lynn Manuel? That is me. That, that is me. you. Lynn Manuel um, is my if, future best friend. Well, if we were video chatting, I would um I would show you the postcard that's sitting on my desk right now that that has his John Hancock on it. <laughs> um <laughs> only cuz I sent him a, a copy of the print and he sent back a very uh a great thank you note which is so cool so talking about people that like go above and beyond i cannot imagine how many p.o boxes like multiple p.o boxes lin-manuel has um, <laughs> but if he is writing thank you notes to every single person that sends him something like 
special level of heaven, like seriously. <laughs> um, so I think musicals and Harry Potter are like my, my, uh, my go-to. Not, not wrong choices there either. Um, huge, uh, huge musical fan. Um, obviously with, you know, eventually becoming best friends with Lin-Manuel Miranda. Uh, I was, mm -hmm. I remember as a kid, like getting to, like the first time I saw like a Broadway-esque musical down here, which was Cats. Um, <laughs> nice. I, I, like my, my, me and my younger sister fell in love. Like we went and got the T.S. Eliot book of poems and read through it. And yeah, uh, no musicals. I even lived uh, for a short period in New York City and got to see a lot of Broadway musicals while I was there. So that's awesome. What one's uh, your favorite? If you can, uh, if you can, like, or narrow it down to top three or something, if that's possible. Top, okay. Top three Hamilton, um, mm -hmm. Rent. Nice. Um, and the Putnam County 25th Annual yes! Spelling Bee. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I have so many great memories of that. That one was introduced to me my freshman year of college. My roommate absolutely loved that musical and I'd never heard it before. And she just comes busting through the door after class singing like, I speak six languages. And she's just <laughs> like... <laughs> Oh my God, it's amazing. That's uh, such a good one. Such a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. I, and I got to see it when um, Jesse Tyler Ferguson was still in the cast. Oh, uh, so And cool. um, uh, oh God, the, the, his, the guy who plays uh, the snowman in Frozen, the name just fell oh. on my head. Yep. Yep. Uh, well, he was William Barfay, right? Yes. Yes, yeah. he was. Yeah, he was Barfay because uh, uh, I think Dan Fogelman had just left the production. What is it, his name? No, it's going to kill me. Oh, Josh Gad. Josh Gad. Josh Gad. Yeah, Josh Gad was still there. And I remember watching. It's like, it, it's one of those weird things. Like, I had no idea who they were, but it was like when it was their numbers, you weren't looking anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And it was like one of those, like, these two. And then, like, you know, a year or two later, uh, Modern Family comes out and I'm like, oh, wait, that's. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I love that. Um, I, I will will put out a musical that I, I saw a lot of music. Like I even saw like there was uh, Evil Dead, the musical. Oh, I've never seen that one or heard. Um, one. The first seven rows are given Visqueen when you come in. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> which you need. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but. The one that I was most disappointed in was there was a um, Lestat, the musical. Not familiar um, with that. It it was uh, Anne Rice characters. Okay. Um, and I believe Elton John did the music for it. Interesting. Um, it it was not, it, as much as I wanted it to be good, it was not a, it was not a good one. Bummer. Yeah, because you know who didn't love the 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 vampire books, the Anne Rice vampire mm -hmm. books growing up, or in my case, I somehow missed them as a teenager and end up getting into them like in my twenties and thirties. Oh, there you go. Yeah, but yeah, I was it was a little disappointing, but uh, yeah, that but I uh, that was a really that was a a joy. And uh, Kayla and I a couple years back, uh, my dad for our Christmas it was our Christmas no it was our birthday gifts. Uh, when the touring company of Hamilton was down here, uh, he got us, he got us tickets for it. So fabulous. Absolutely yeah. fabulous. 
we were very lucky to get tickets. Um, we surprised my mom for her birthday slash Christmas. Uh, and my dad, my husband, my sister, uh, myself, and my mom all went. And, like, you're just on the edge of your seat. And there's mm-hmm. so much you miss just listening. Like, I'm so glad that Disney Plus put Hamilton on their service because for everyone that would never be able to afford tickets that got to see it, like, holy cow. So yeah. good. Yeah. So good. Absolutely. Yes. We, there, there, we, there's those little scenes that don't, don't make it to the, to the soundtrack that mm-hmm. hit just as hard. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and just the choreography and like, mm-hmm the idea of the bullet being a person and like all of these little nuances that you'll, mm-hmm. you'll never see through the music, but we had a family of four right behind us that were from New York, but it was cheaper for them to get a flight to Chicago, spend a week in Chicago, watch Hamilton in Chicago and do like museums and all this other stuff and go back to New York than it would have been to buy four tickets in New York for Hamilton. <laughs> I, I, it's, that's one of the, like, it's one of those things that I, I sometimes want to get up on a soapbox about, about, you know, arts are so important, musical theater and, and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just, and regular theater and everything. And, but it's getting to the point where it's getting priced out of the range for people to be able to go and see it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm so glad you guys, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, no. Um, I'm so glad that multiple creators that you've had on the show recently have made the comment of, I mean, individuals notice that what you turned to during this pandemic was arts. It was music and books and television shows and rewatching your favorite thing over and over again. Like, just remember when it comes back to, you know, do we need to redo the football field for the third time in third years? Or do we need to help the auditorium get a new sound system? Like little things like that. And that's where I will step off my soapbox. I, I will I will step up on it with you and just I, I played football in high school. I'll be, you know, I'm I'm totally up front with that. But sorry. No. <laughs> I but I think there is more good that comes from having schools with strong arts programs graphic arts, digital arts, music, theater, you know, any of it than what I did for four years running around and breaking my own bones. Uh, You know, I know everything has a place, but we are so ready to cut the throat of arts that, you know, we were band parents. Kayla and I were band parents for her two sons and Mm. constantly having to beg, you know, to, to do fundraisers continuously so that we could go to these competitions or we could send them to, um, you know, they, they would get recognized as a good band and they would, you know, uh, Universal Studios would want them to come perform uh, for the w- one weekend for the the Macy's. Uh, they would do yeah. like the, and we would have to, you know, I was lucky in that, like I had some contacts with some local businesses so we could reach out and get some funding, but it, we shouldn't have to do that, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, you know, what you do, you know, creating art, um, what, what we've been consuming, you know, those, those TV shows don't write themselves. Those movies don't write themselves. Those books don't mm-hmm. write themselves. It's, 
you know, it's the Adam Whitlocks of the world and, you know, the Beths of the world that are, you know, you're, you're taking years of training and, you know, trial and error to put out something in the world that never existed before yeah. um, and is making a better place, in my opinion. Well, and like I have incredibly supportive parents. I have an incredibly supportive family, like through and through. But when I did choose to go to film school, it was like, what am I like? Yeah, I can learn to become a doctor, I can learn to become, you know, a, an engineer, whatever it is. And so like you, you second guess yourself a lot when you make that decision to dedicate your life to something like that. And, and not to harp on it too much, but with, you know, anxiety and, and OCD and other stuff that I deal with, like a lot of the time, the, the praise will go in one ear and out the other. It's very hard for me to believe when people say that they really like my stuff. Um, but every once in a while, like I'll meet a kid that, you know, started drawing because they saw the chalk stuff or, um, I have one little friend whose parents are vendors and he will spend almost the entire weekend at our booth just asking questions about, you know, why did I draw Thanos like that? And why um, did I choose that picture from Captain America Winter Soldier or, you know, like all of this stuff. And there's, you know, there's got to be there's got to be more support for that kind of um that just that desire, that want, and that need for the arts and stuff, and and I totally agree with you, one hundred percent. Excellent. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, as I said, I think we we're gonna forego doing uh, geek news tonight. Um, so, and and we'll forego the geek points. But I, I, in my heart, you won. You are the geekiest this week. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, you guys for making this podcast, I give you a million geek points just <laughs> for bringing this little um, blossom of, of a beauty into the world. I think that's Thank a you. million geek points. You bet. Thank I you. will continue, continue listening. Like, I'm so glad that I found this podcast. Um, when I'm, you know, done with my my critical role binge and I have nothing else to listen to, like this is one of the first options that I come to. Um, so yeah, seriously, thank you guys. You're very welcome. Um, and and I think, you know, we we if and when campaign two ever ends and we will we will do our wrap up like we did for campaign one recently. Uh, we we were talking about you know we should really have other voices on than just. The, <laughs> the three of us so i i am adding you to the list of of potential oh voices God. i would die <laughs> <laughs> i'm so honored and i would die and that sounds amazing <laughs> okay so beth where can folks find your stuff online time to plug thank you so much um you can i mean go to social media type in the chalk girl and you're most likely going to be able to find it i am on instagram facebook tiktok Twitch, Twitter, uh, uh, what did I, I said Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitch, Twitter, um, YouTube. I have my own website, which is Adventures of Chalk Girl. I have an Etsy site where you, if you search for it, you can search for The Chalk Girl and it should come up. Um, and if anyone wants to email me, feel free to reach me at thechalkgirl at gmail.com. I love answering questions. I love talking to art classes if you are an art teacher out there 
Uh, like I really enjoy talking to high school classes. So if anyone needs a voice or something else to happen um, in the this world of, of virtual teaching, uh, please feel free to reach out. Um, but I think that covers all of it. Awesome. Uh, you can find uh, you can find me at uh, on Twitter at Demorgus. That's D E M O R G U S. Um, you can follow this podcast across uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Geekiest Pod. Um, you can check out our merch store at shop.spreadshirt.com slash the geekiest pod. Um, you can occasionally find me at our witchy, geeky, crafty thrift store, the sec- uh, Secondhand Goddess, which is in Davie, Florida at 4148 Davie Road. Um, and if you can't make it to South Florida, but you want to see what we've got available, um, you can check out uh, secondhandgods.net where we put up a lot of the items that we don't actually sell on the shop. Um, so like right now, it's a lot of Disney pins and, and other collectibles that come in. Uh, and I think that's it for now. Oh, wait, you can find me as the DM of the Not Safe for Wizards 5th Edition Actual Play podcast. Uh, and you can also hear Kayla there as uh, playing Jade. Uh, the halfling assassin rogue. Um, and uh, if you haven't been listening, it's really been getting good. And I say that as not only the DM, but the guy who has to edit the episodes every week. So um, I think that's, that's about awesome. <laughs> the, uh, they 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 challenge me in ways like they think outside the box so much that I don't even try to plan for like, how are they going to get there and do things? It's just this is the mm-hmm. obstacle. Let them figure it out. Well, that's uh, great advice. I just started DMing. So <laughs> congratulations. Welcome to the insanity. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I, I will, I will tease this uh, soon. We are going to, uh, I'm trying to scrape together time to start editing together a uh, actual play that Kayla is DMing, uh, which is really going to be fun. Uh, it's an interesting setting and con uh, and, and, uh idea and i can't wait for folks to hear it um so that should be coming otherwise um as we always end we like to remind you please you know we're still in the year of the pandemic and even though a lot of places are ramping up and telling you you don't have to wear a mask or you don't have to social distance you still need to um and you should go and get a vaccine you know, get the vaccines that are available um doesn't matter which one get one um as pete would say don't be a dick um, our podcast believes that Black Lives Matter, trans rights are human rights, and love is love. Uh, we thank you for listening this week, and we look forward to talking to you next week. And as I have to say, because Will is uh, not here tonight, leave the world a better place than the way you found it, kids. Hey there, listener. Before we get out of here, just want to uh, ask you to do us a little favor. Um, two little favors. One, if you go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review there. Five stars would be great, but hey. We're leaving that up to you. And second would be share the podcast with your friends, family, coworkers, whoever you think would enjoy a deep dive into geek culture. Uh, That would definitely help us. Thanks for listening. The preceding program was brought to you by Armored Bear Productions.